The secret is that you have more power in your own results than you think you do. I think most people are like, oh, there's not enough quality men out there. You'll you'll hear, we hear this all the time. There's just not enough out there. All the good men are taken. All the good women are taken. And there's this scarcity mindset that there's just nothing there. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Asian Dating Podcast. Thank you for joining me today. As you know, I help single women just like you go from frustrated with dating to having a positive, unfair advantage dating strategy. So no matter how experienced you are, I would love to help you out. And I also help single men out there who want to date Asian women who gets one to two matches a month without wasting your time or getting rejected online. That's what I do is help men find lovely Asian women. Today we have Julie Amali and she is a certified life and relationship coach and the owner of Eli Simone LLC, a boutique matchmaking and coaching firm for bold, brilliant, beautiful black women. Trained at both the Matchmaking Institute and Relationship Coaching Institute, Julie has learned that the ability to love and be loved is one of the strongest forces of nature, yet one of the most overlooked and underrated life goals. I totally believe that, Julie. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing amazing. Thank you for having me. So tell the audience a little bit about how long you've been doing this and what drove you to dip your toes in the dating industry. Yes, yes. So I have been in business, I want to say for about um, 13 years, about 10, 10 to 13 years. Sometimes I forget um, how many, but it's double digits. Um, and I originally started because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and to have a business of my own, but I didn't really know what it is that I wanted to do. And so uh, I was having a conversation with my sister and she says, you know, you're always giving really good advice to me and our friends about relationships. And it, it was, it's always rational and it's never coming from a judgy place. And so why don't you do something like that? So I kind of took that as, oh, maybe I should go be a therapist. Maybe I should go be a counselor. And she's like, that's not what I wanted you to get out of the conversation. I think you should be a matchmaker. And I was like, what? What is that? And so she's like, yeah, you should be a matchmaker. You can help, you know, women like me find their matches. And at first I kind of, you know, I was just like, ah, you know, I'm not going to do that. But the more that I actually researched the industry and I found that um, people who looked like me were not being served, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to not only make a difference, but to um, get into a business that is sort of, you know, recession proof. There's never going to be a, you know, a loss of people not wanting relationships. You know, we could be in a tsunami and people are like, where's my person? <laughs> so, um, you know, I just thought, you know, let's, let's try it. And I've been doing it ever since. I love it. I love it. I mean, when you say our industry is recession proof, it really truly is. I mean, it didn't matter in 2007, 2008 that you know, things slow down, people were right. still looking for love, right? And in absolutely, people are still looking for love all the time. So it's absolutely. like, no wonder we can collaborate with all these other matchmakers and dating coaches, because there mm -hmm. is a lot of business out there 
for all yeah. of us. So for sure, for yeah. sure. So it's interesting that you said when you were researching what you were going to do and that you could, you didn't see someone represent what you are or what you look like. So that's kind of how I fell into my niche is I want to support the Asian women. I want to help the Asian women. So is that kind of why you want to help the beautiful, bold black women? Yeah, that that's exactly right. Um, you know, when you look at matchmaking, of course, everyone saw the television show. Um, it was geared towards a certain demographic. Um, it was male dominated, you know, rich um, and, you know, mainstream. And they were looking for women who were also, you know, a certain type, a very small demographic of women. But everybody that everybody wants and deserves love. Right. Um, and so I said, well, where am I represented in this? Where are women and men who look like me represented in this? We also want um, love and to find our partner. And so when I was doing my research, I was just like, you know, I don't see too many businesses um, that specifically focus on uh, someone like me. And when I mean that, I mean, women. Yeah. Um, women, it's not one of those things where we're like going out and looking for female clients. And so I said, well, that'll be me. I, I want them to feel like someone was looking out for their interests. Yeah. So what was the most surprising thing that you found since being in the business for over oh. 10 years? Like, what is one thing that you're like, huh, I never thought this was going to happen, but or I didn't know about it, but now all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is a true secret that no one knew about and that you can reveal to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, the secret is that you have more power in your own um, results than you think you do. I think most people are like, oh, there's not enough quality men out there. You'll you'll hear we hear this all the time. There's just not enough out there. All the good men are taken. All the good women are taken. And there's this scarcity mindset that there's just nothing there. The dating pool is trash. Um, everybody is just, you know, and it's such a external thing. And we blame it on just a lack thereof. Mm -hmm. But the surprising thing is, it's not about that. It's about what are you, what are you doing to get your own, to reach your own goals? Are you getting in your own way? And most of the time it's them getting in their own way. So I've been maybe for the last three or four years trying to switch that mindset and stop them from the gate and saying, stop blaming other people, stop blaming your state city, stop blaming, you know, apps, stop blaming social media. The only thing that you can control is yourself. Yeah. And so once we can start controlling the narrative and controlling your thought process when it comes to dating and relationships, the sooner you will start to see the results and um, what you want to see in uh, your experience. So what are some things that you teach your female clients to get mm -hmm. to the end result of finding someone great yeah. when come to you and have that scarcity mindset? Like there aren't any great guys out there. They're all mm -hmm. losers. We're the great guys. They're all paired <laughs> up. Like 
Yeah. How do you teach them to have a different mindset? I teach people to dig deeper. Okay. We get so wrapped up in aesthetics. We get wrapped up in money. We get wrapped up in height, weight. Um, do they fit a size six? Are they wearing a size 12 shoe? Are they wearing the right, you know, driving the right car? Um, you know, can they, can they afford the lifestyle that I want to lead? Can they give me, you know, that's from a woman's perspective and from a man's perspective, would she look good on my arm? Would she make me look good? It's all about these superficial um, desires that don't speak to who we are as humans and who we are as, as people and saying, what is it that you actually need? Like if you were on your deathbed, do you care about these things that you're saying you want? Or do you want someone who's really willing to be there and help you and, and you know, nurture you and all this thing? So I always say, I always ask them, what are they looking for? Because I wanna know if they have gone deep enough and if I know that they're still at the at the um, aesthetic level, level. Uh -huh. the superficial level, I say go deeper. What it, what it, who are you really outside of all the trappings and all the glitz and glow and the gold? Who are you at the core? And what does that person want? So what if they don't know? What if they don't know what to tell you? What if they haven't yeah. really examined that? within themselves like how do you what kind of questions do you ask them that yeah. makes them think about it and have an aha yeah. yeah so I usually um ask them what is the two the top two reasons why you feel like you haven't gotten the results that you're looking for and I ask and when they if they start to say well it's all external reasons I'll say well let's let's talk about the things that you yourself can control what is what are some things that you feel like you are holding yourself back on and so once they start to say okay let me think let me think a little bit harder about what i'm doing and so they'll start saying well i don't give people a chance i'm too busy to go out um you know once someone triggers me it's a wrap it's over um, I, I don't go out. So all of these things they'll start to tell me are the reasons why they haven't found the results that they have. And I said, okay, are you willing to do something different at this time? Are you capable of doing something different? If you are not, are you really ready? Because right. you may want it, but are you ready for it? Those are two separate things. So sometimes what you want, you might not be ready for. And, that, and, and then I say, well, that's probably why you haven't gotten it. Right, right. So just starting with those questions that get past the superficial and start digging into who they are at the core. Right. So what are some things that women say that holds them back, that they mm. can't move forward or that they can't? focus on the man, yeah. but yeah. Um, trust is okay. huge. You have a lot of burned people out there and not just in relationships. I mean, from childhood, there's a lot of unresolved issues um, that they have either not addressed 
don't want to address or decide that I'm just going to push through, not realizing that it's affecting their relationships with their with who they want to be with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of unresolved um, childhood issues and some dating experiences where they're like, I want someone who doesn't want me. The people that I want don't want me back. So they start to get insecure about that, or they try to conform to what the people that they want want. Mm-hmm. And I say, if that if some if you have to conform to someone to be someone else to attract who you want, it's not sustainable. And you're only going to get frustrated. So those are some of the things that I'm hearing from, from women. And the other thing is I just don't have the time. <laughs> you know, we're out here life and like we're, we're buying homes and we're taking trips and we're, um, you know, becoming CEOs of businesses. We, are, we have kids. It's a lot of, a lot of things going on. And like I said, people want the story. They, they want the storybook, you know, um, you know, 2.5 kids and a picket fence and a dog, but they don't, they don't know what it takes to get there because they don't, they can't see the vision they can't see the steps. And so they don't know what to, what to do about it. Yeah, I know. I know. So do you take on men for coaching clients as well? I do. I yeah. do. It's a lot less popular. <laughs> Men do not want to hear from women uh, when it comes to relationships. It's it's a thing. Like, I think they would rather talk to their, their guy friends. They would rather talk to anybody but a, a woman. Um, you know, I, and I understand there's a, there's a vulnerability there. And there's, uh, you know, men who've been taught not to show weakness and especially in front of a woman because they feel like it's going to be weaponized against them. So I definitely understand why. But I do have some brave souls um, who are like, what am I doing wrong? Usually it's the socially awkward ones. Okay. Not not anything else. I mean, some some people, they're like, I'll fake it so I make it. But the socially awkward ones who they know they're socially awkward, they're like, okay, tell me what I need to do. And do you, do you have a lot of success with the socially awkward or, you know, socially awkward is difficult. You know, I can help men and women who, you know, maybe have blocks, other blocks, but socially awkward, that's something that sometimes I, I'm not equipped to, to help them with. Sometimes they need someone with, you know, like a therapist or a counselor or, you know, someone else in tan, in tandem with me. So I can help them with some techniques. I can help them with some, um, you know, this is what you do if this, if this happens, um, you know, being present and, you know, paying attention to the person and all that good stuff. But there are some deeper issues that I can't touch that I'll suggest, okay, let's work in tandem with, with maybe like a professional. Mm-hmm. I feel like the socially awkward men that I have, or introverted men or inexperienced men, not a whole lot of dating experience, not a whole lot of sexual experience. I feel like those are the type of guys that are very coachable in the sense that they Mm -hmm. are hungry to learn. They really want to know like, okay, I'm getting some special guidance. And sometimes the introverted, socially awkward men want to also date a woman who's a little bit quieter, socially awkward, yes. bookworm, 
you know, so yes. I think it just takes a certain person to bring them out of their shells. I, I do encounter um, quite a bit of socially awkward, inexperienced men. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's just practice, practice, practice really helps them and to get them on dates and to coach them and talk to them. You know, we've had a lot of uh, success with that, but I can see it being tough. I feel like I don't know any African-American man who is socially awkward. I feel like they so like hip and so knowledgeable (laughs) about stuff and confidence and that's why I don't have a lot of black men that come to me that want to date um because I feel like they can just find women on their own or is that my total stereotype well so you're not you're not wrong um I think especially you know the black men the usually the only ones that come to me feel that they can't get what they want on their own. Mm-hmm. So they are willing to, you know, utilize this type of service in order to get what they want. And I find that the men that hire me have a bit of social awkwardness to them because I feel like if they had the charisma, the personality, the, you know, being comfortable in their own skin and around other people, they'd find someone just like that. Yeah. But there is a block there somewhere that says, I, I'm not comfortable, um, you know, being myself around beautiful women or the type of women that I'm looking for. I don't know what to say. So they, so they would come to me saying, I want you to fix this problem. <laughs> I have a problem and I want you to come fix it. Uh, so um, you're absolutely right. Having them to just kind of change their idea of dating and saying, you can totally tailor dating to what fits for you. Whatever you enjoy, that's how you go date. If you if your personality comes alive when you're, I don't know, gaming or hiking or kayaking or bowling, whatever that is, you know, find someone who would like that. Yeah. Find, because they get to see you in your best self. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I, I give that advice to everyone, but mostly to the ones who are a bit socially awkward and don't, aren't really comfortable, um, in their skin around, around new people is that you have to put yourself in a position where you shine and you're not worried about how I look, what am I going to say? What are they, you know, if they have a reaction to what I say, if you're so busy having an amazing time, none of that matters. I totally agree. I mean, someone who is a little bit shy, a little bit socially awkward, like they just need to do three things. They need to find what they like to do, right? Like their hobby, their interests, and then two, shine when they're doing this event. And there's always other women that like this specific hobby that they like. So I agree. And three, just go for it. Just go for it and just be out there and be yourself. And I know we're so sick of hearing, just be authentic, be authentic. (laughs) It's like, yes, be authentic. But just, it is true. Just go out there yourself and the right woman would be attracted to the energy that you're exuding. Yes. While you're bowling yes. while you're gaming, while you're playing dungeons and dragons while you're, yes. you know, whatever that is. I, I totally agree. I feel like there yeah. is lid for every pot. Yes. And you hit something, a nail on the head. I think you said something like, um, Oh gosh, I lost it now, but 
everybody says, oh, be authentic, be yourself. And that's so cliche, but think about how rare that is for you to be your full self and not care what anybody says. We're not all our social media profiles. You know, we're not this curated person that only has positive things going for ourselves that can fit a perfect outfit in 2.5 seconds. Like we're corny, we're quirky. We've got things that, you know, we kind of don't want everyone to see. It's those things that make us unique that help attract the right people to us. So I think the more people accept that who you are a hundred percent is okay. And you can show all of that because that's going to help you find your people. And I love that you said that because it's so true. So Julie, what are some things that you are quirky about or (laughs) you are a little unique about that might bring forth your unique, authentic personality? Like what are some different sides of you that you show to your friends and family that they know about that we might not necessarily know upon meeting you? Um, you know, th- that's a very, very good question. <clears throat> um, I think a lot of people, the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of people is like, sometimes you just, you, you come off as a diva or you come off as, you know, someone who, I mean, not snobbish, but just like, I don't know. It's just, you just come off as very like polished. But I really am not. Um, I like (laughs) karaoke. I like singing show teams at the top of my lungs. I can probably sing every, you know, 90s television theme song um, from, you know, the Jeffersons to, you know, I don't know, jam. Like, (laughs) there's so many things that I just, you know, in, in the privacy of my home or with my real friends or, you know, close friends. Um, I'm very silly. Um, I'm very, you know, just, I just like to have a good time. I like to make people laugh. And so I feel like the world is a stage and I'm just on it all the time. Um, so I would say that people don't get to see that part of me, um, but I don't mind sharing it. Um, I think that, um, yeah, I, I just, I just really like, singing, dancing, performing in some way. So, you know, I'll, I'll do run cartwheels if I'm having a good day, if I'll, I'll skip along the road if you know, I'm having a good day. And, you know, most people don't get to see that, but that's probably the most quirky thing about me. Okay. Okay. See that little tidbit can just be someone's dating profile. Like if they just make a yes. video on what they're quirky about or what they're fascination with certain things I mean that's yes really showing people your true self and really showing a little bit about you that you normally wouldn't show other people so yeah yeah. okay I love so I love that you said that about especially dating apps I feel like we need to start and this is going to sound really weird start humanizing ourselves because we get so polished Uh, We've got the perfect photo. We've got the perfect profile. We've got the call to action. We've got all of these amazing things. And people are like, okay, you're a bot uh, because nobody's that perfect. But if you just kind of bring it down and, you know, humanize yourself to say, I've got flaws, I've got quirks, I do this. And, you know, I enjoy doing like really silly things over the weekend. 
other people will be like, I like that too. I do that too. And so it starts to, to, to kind of like, you know, push the layers away and get to the real people, which is what we all want at the end of the day is to be with someone real. But if we're so polished, especially on social media, you never really get to see that. I totally agree. That's why I am so excited that AI is out. You know, people are using chat GPT. People are going to sound all alike on these online dating files. And I can't wait because they're going to be like, I want to hire a matchmaker because a matchmaker can really dissect what's going on and see if somebody is well-spoken or if they're a little awkward. I I feel like videos are the way to go with that. Like you can truly yes. capture someone's um, essence about them if they just yes. speak, you know, whether they're shy or awkward or confident on a video. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, who yeah. knows what all the AI is going to do to our industry? What do you think about the AI I, and stuff? And do you use it? I don't. And I am, I'm nervous to use it because I feel like we're, to your point, we're all going to start to sound the same. We're all going to sound so polished. So, um, you know, it's, it's like, where is the uniqueness? Where is what makes you, you? Honestly, I feel like all of the profile pictures, I don't know what's AI or not anymore. Right. Honestly. And so I feel like people, it started with filters. And now it's going to just go to AI. And so, and A, the AI technology is going to get even more better, even more refined to the point where you don't know if this person's AI or the real person. So it makes it kind of scary that we will be leaning more and more on an auto-generated human than who we are as, you know, ourselves. So that is scary. So I just feel like go outside. (laughs) just go outside yes the social social excuse me social media dating apps are tools and they are amazing but please go outside please go meet someone and get back to the basics because that's who you really are going to meet at the end of the day is that kind of what you teach your women and your men is just to go back to the basics and start a conversation with a stranger when you're out and about, like, what are some tips you can give the audience? Yeah. So I actually have um, almost like a, a pyramid uh, where at the, at the core is just our social skills. Do you have social skills where you can walk into, you know, a bakery and strike up a conversation with a stranger? Mm-hmm. If you can do that comfortably, you're ready to get to the next level where you're dating because you don't want to get ready when you have to. You want to be so comfortable at interacting with strangers that when you actually want to talk to someone that you find attractive or that you think that you want to date, you can just almost like you know, it's muscle memory to go up and start strike a conversation. So once you have your social skills, then you have your dating skills. And now we talk about our intimacy skills. Like what skills do we need to create that deep connection with our real partners? And that takes practice and that takes skills. So I, I always kind of say, if you can do this, All right, let's get to the next level. If you can do this, let's get to the next level. And by the time you have started practicing all of those skills, you're dangerous. 
So you're saying that someone shouldn't be dating if they're not comfortable talking to a stranger when they walk into a store. If they don't have that basic skill, then they shouldn't be dating yet? No, I don't want them. I don't want anyone thinking that. What I'm saying is I want you to build those those foundational skills because it'll only help you when you're when you're dating. Mm-hmm. So you can practice on your date, but you also need to be practicing to to just random people. Like right. you can you can have a date on Saturday and say, okay, well, what am I going to ask him? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Where, are we going to have things to talk about? If you are nervous about that, start practicing on people. Yeah. Start practicing on people. So you can do both. It's just if you really want to be dangerous, start building those foundational skills. So that's a good tip that someone who maybe needs date practice, they just go around talking to strangers. So they're comfortable talking to men and women. There's nothing yes. wrong with that, right? Just yes. get in the habit of talking mm-hmm. to people. Okay. Yeah. And, and you get to, you know, kind of, and you, like comedians, comedians, before they get that real, that real lifetime special, they're in the clubs and they're working on material and say, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> Let me scratch that on. <laughs> that didn't work. And they keep practicing in some of these, lo- these other clubs, practicing their material. And I'm not saying you have a script or material, but what I'm saying is it liken it to, you know, someone who practices in their everyday life so that when they're ready for the big show, they're comfortable. So who is your favorite comedian and Mm. what is your sense of humor like? Because I truly believe that if you watch funny things, you become funny, you become witty, you can adapt to whatever you're comedian idol is and kind of that same sense of humor so what are some things that's made you who you are and what kind of sense of humor do you have oh my gosh that's such a good question may um well first of all my favorite comedian is the late bernie mac um he and then after that dave Chappelle. okay um and the reason why is they were both great storytellers like you can follow the their uh their almost to where you're just hearing them speak and they're just funny along the way yeah, yeah. that's my favorite type of comedian where they're not like just doing punchlines and you know punchline after, under after punchline but they're giving you a story mm-hmm. they're there there's an arc to it um and so they're just incredibly masterful at storytelling and um not to say that that's me at all but i just enjoy that type of person where they can take me through a story and then have some jokes, you know, in it along the way. Um, now, where did I get my personality? Um, <laughs> um, I've always naturally enjoyed making people laugh and smile because I was very shy as a kid. Um, and I was very insecure. I was very skinny. I was very dark. Um, and so I was just like, oh, no one's going to like me, you know, no one, you know, everyone's going to like bully me. And so I said, okay, in order to defend myself, I'm just going to be funny. So as long as they're laughing with me, they're not going to be laughing at me. So I just naturally be tried to be funny and mentally saying, okay, that didn't work. Won't do that again. 
and then I'll do, I'll try something else. Oh, that got some laughs. So I'll keep doing that. And so I sort of was the funny girl um, until, you know, I, you know, you grow up and then you start to get your, you know, womanly, you know, body and all that and said, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I'm attracted now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, but, but what I love, what I loved about my journey is because I felt like an ugly duck duckling when I was younger, I had to have a personality. I had to have something else that caught people so that now when, you know, I get all dolled up, okay, that, that hooks, that might hook you in, but what's going to, what's going to keep you, what's going to keep you and what's going to make you stay is my personality. So I do find that I was lucky in that I was the ugly duck and duckling first. I think it's harder when people have always been attractive, like since they were young, because they're like, oh my God, you got so much attention. You got for, for doing absolutely nothing. Like this was your calling card. This was your, you know, your business card, right? So you never had to strengthen and beef, beef up your personality. So when you don't get your way or, you know, when things don't go your way, you're not, it's just like, well, what do you mean? I, I'm me. <laughs> what do you mean I'm not going to get the girl? What do you mean I'm not going to get the guy? Like, you see this face? So, you know, I find that people who may have had that uh, benefit or that privilege since they were young have a harder time because it gets them to the door. But do you have anything that's going to make them stay? That's a yes or a no. I mean, to piggyback on what you said, I totally agree because I also feel like the shorter guys try harder because they yeah. have to. And the yes. taller guys that are like 5'10", 5'11", 6", and up, oh my God. they don't have to try as hard because <laughs> they've always had yeah, yeah. so much attention. Sure. But sure. you know, I know we're, uh, time is coming to an end here, but just to wrap it up, I love the fact that you said that like, oh, I was an ugly duckling before. And that's why you had to strengthen your personality. But for everybody listening out there right now, you are probably single. You are probably wanting to fine tune your personality, no matter how popular you are. Yes. Like take the time to be more interesting and to yes. be more interesting, you have to have a lot of interests. So yes. boring and you can't rattle off five things that you're excited about, then you're probably boring. And that's probably why you don't have a lot of action on the dating front. But anyway, Julie, any last parting words from you to the audience? Any last dating tips? Um, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would just say um, being you is the best thing that you can can be. But you can always be a better you. So continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to explore new experiences that will make you such a well-rounded uh, person that's incredibly attractive to a multitude of people. So if you want to, if you're single and you're looking, be interesting, like they said, be interesting, have something to talk about, have a point of view. And that's not going to happen unless you get out there and start learning and growing. Well, Julie Amali. How would people find you if there's a lovely African-American woman wanting to meet you, work with you? How would yeah. they go about getting in touch with you? 
Yep. So I am on Facebook um, under Eli Simone. Um, I also have a website, elisimone.com. Um, and I am also in, on Instagram under Julie Double O. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for your time. And ladies out there, if you're looking to be part of my database, I would love for you to go to twoasianmatchmakers.com, fill out a profile. I would love to set you up, find you a great guy. And men, if you're free out there and you want to finally meet a lovely woman, please fill out my contact form at twoasianmatchmakers.com and See you guys later. Bye.